How you doing, people? Welcome. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. My name is Luis Carlos Pineda. It's Monday, January 31st. The month is almost over. Well, it's about to be over. 8.34 at night. Thank you so much to everybody that's online right now. We have a pretty jam-packed show. There's a lot of things that have occurred, a lot of movement. Uh, people, people have probably seen my Twitter, have seen the Instagram of... Uh, Dave and I, there's been a lot of movement. Uh, Facundo Torres is a reality now. Um, he should be here in February. There's also the latest on Gaston Gonzalez. That's what we're going to start the show with. And then we're going to talk about something that it has to be said, right? There's a hashtag called Burhalter Out. And honestly, uh, after I read an MSNBC piece uh of what he said post game i think the u.s men's national team if they do not beat honduras they need to look for options for sure i mean they need to look for options because there's no way a team with a quality like the united states right now it's gonna lose to a really great canadian team i mean I'm, i'm gonna say this the canadian team was an outstanding team and they, they deserve to be in that spot wholeheartedly. But the US, it was just completely a lackluster performance. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that and more. And then obviously we have uh, a lot of info, a lot of info brew, brewing, OCB, Facundo Torres, and, and more. But uh, just to kick things off, um, I want to. Uh, please, if it's your first time here, uh, subscribe to our channel. We are available on Twitter as LPL Podcast, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, click on the notification uh, bell for more notifications. And uh, I finally was able to, and I want to thank Orlando City Communications. Everybody there is like the best. I was able to send my credentials, so I should be back in the media press box when the season starts. So I'm very excited, and also I got the the media the media emails again. So I'm I'm very thankful and very happy. That's why I'm keep smiling uh, for that. So Dave, how you doing, my man? Doing great. Uh, welcome everybody. Uh, first of all, Luis, we have to thank everybody that has been tweeting us. Uh, oh yeah, reaching out on social media. Thanking us for the quality of the show. We appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. And to be honest with you, we just want to present a product that you guys will enjoy and uh, not just hear ourselves talk. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much for the messages. Uh, some of the people, it, it was surprising that they will go out of their way to, to thank us and give us praise. So thank you very much. Thank you to everybody that is watching live, to all of you that are watching later on during the week, and uh, those that are listening in, uh, in, on audio. So thank you very much for uh, for the praise. So let's start with that. Uh, you know, um, obviously we're going to talk about uh, the U.S. team later, but Gaston Gonzalez, uh, for you guys that follow uh, Tiro Esquina podcast, my Spanish language podcast, I had Nachito Sanchez, uh, an accomplished journalist, radio, television, uh, podcaster, uh, Union de Santa Fe's um, 
reserves announcer. Uh, had him on the podcast. We were talking about uh, Gaston Gonzalez, pretty much a done deal. Great interview. You speak Spanish. You will, you will get uh, – you will enjoy. It's about an hour. Uh, Nachito told me that the front office of Union de Santa Fe watched it. They liked it. So that's great that we're establishing bridges uh, with this club. This, this is a club that wants to become a feeder club for MLS. Um, we talked about the situation in Argentina. Uh, it's not the best. There's high inflation there right now. The Argentinian peso is taking a tumble. It's 200 Argentinian pesos for a dollar. 50% of the population find themselves under poverty. And I make air quotes because, you know, <laughs> poverty, according to us, it's maybe different to how they see themselves. Uh, he was telling me that uh, in a lot of cases, people have to decide, do I buy food or do I pay for my ticket to go to the stadium? There's a lot of teams in Argentina, uh, according to him, that are within 30 to $40 million in debt. And uh, we are going to be seeing a lot of sales uh, in the coming up years because they see players like um, like Gaston, uh, Gaston Gonzalez, they see, uh, they see him as, as a cash cow. You know, he only has 30 professional games, by the way, impressing all of them. Uh, was uh, training with um, uh, Messi uh, this past summer um, with uh, with the national team, and uh, this past weekend scored uh, as well. So the the kid uh, is super talented. Um, he provided me a link with my interview uh, they did for their uh, podcast uh, Football de Mesa, uh, and. Um, well, the thing is, is the to conclude that the reason why he's not here right now is because the AFA or Argentinian Federation of Football has put a stop to all um, uh, players from leaving the country. They want them to stay to finish the tournament. There's a lot of teams that have international uh, competitions that can bring money in, keep him afloat, even though obviously we're purchasing this player. Uh, and that, so that's coming from the federation. So we had to, either we want the player and we go abide by their rules or we just walk away and go somewhere else. So those are the choices that we had. Uh, for the last two years, the Argentinian Federation has uh, avoided all relegations. So that means that right now, leagues that usually have 20 teams, like the first division, right now have 28. So they expect to see massive relegations after this tournament. Um, the reason why they were not doing re doing relegations was to keep teams to try to make money. And um, right now, if the tournament goes as planned, perfect, we're going to be a champion. That means that um, Gaston is not going to be here till late May. If the tournament goes against them, he'll be here in early May. So that's the information that we have about the player. Um, and uh, I got to tell you that I'm very, very satisfied. I, I heard his interview. Seems like a smart kid. Um, but at the same time, he's going to have to encounter the, the same problem with all the players. First time away from home, bigger country, different language, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, we expect a little bit of a culture shock. But as a professional, this kid, it, guys, this kid has has what it, what it takes to be a professional. 
if he lands into Orlando City, I mean, I know for a fact the club is well equipped to help him out with the, with the language. Absolutely. A lot of the players, you know, a lot of the players speak Portuguese and Spanish. There is a very similar language. Uh, I think he'll fit in right in. Um, it's, he's a he's a he's a right wing, you know, uh, right winger. Um, he he scored. Uh, I mean, I know for a fact. He's been in the radar for many teams in South America, but the problem is, you know, the money is here. I know that's one thing that the MLS has uh, compared to other leagues in South America because there's just such a few leagues that are making money there now. For example, Brazil, some of the markets. The Argentinian market, unfortunately, it's it's going down quickly and uh, – Seen some young phenoms like, for example, Tiago Almada just signed with uh, Atlanta United. That's one of the reasons why Ezequiel Barco has been loaned. Um, it, it's it's because of that, you know. They're making they're seeing the MLS as a oh well, you know, I'm gonna come here. I know this is a league that I can definitely be one. Definitely, I'm I'm gonna be a starter. You know, definitely. There's going to be easy assimilation because there's so many Latinos there. I can maybe even learn the language and actually assimilate. Because if their goal, and this is what I tell a lot of the players too, also from Peru that I talk to. If you want to assimilate in Europe, you need to learn English. I mean, and, 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 and the reason why is because it's a universal language. Or French, I mean, or at least speak a language that it's known in different parts of the world. Because that's going to open you. It's going to make your assimilation process in any league very fast. There are players that just don't adapt. I'll give you an example. Um, Christian Cueva from Peruvian national team. He played in Santos and in Sao Paulo for a couple of seasons. Um, some good, good uh, years, some bad years. But nonetheless, he got sold to this team from Russia called Krasnodar, which is where Mauricio Pereira came from. He would not adapt. He would not adapt that he wanted to come back. He told his agent, I don't want to be here. It's too cold. I don't understand the coach. I don't understand my, my teammates. There was no administrative backbone like the MLS teams have. For example, the, ML, the, the MLS teams have a structural backbone right behind the scenes. They are able to help the player assimilate faster. And I think that's one of the reasons that the league is growing in such rapid manner because this, these players that come from Argentina and they come from smaller clubs too, they, they adapt quite fast to the culture and everything. So I commend Orlando for doing that. I know that he's not coming till, till late, but I mean, he's been in the radar for some top teams in South America and, you know, but the money, again, the money is here. And he's young and he has a family and he wants to provide and it's just understandable. But obviously for us, it's, it's great because we have a, a great right winger. I mean, mm -hmm. we have a starter right winger, in my opinion. Seven goals, seven assists uh, in all competitions for Inunda Santa Fe, uh, playing, uh, scoring over 10 goals um, under 20. I mean, it, it, this guy is it's it's at the level I think to to get there here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what are your thoughts? Uh, 
regarding i mean how will he fit in the team you think uh yeah well like you said uh, our team is gonna give him the tools uh to assimilate there's already two argentinian assistants uh there's another argentinian player here uh there's an argentinian community in orlando people need to remember that our facilities are in buenaventura uh over there in uh, kissimmee so the community around is a spanish-speaking community regardless so it's not like this kid is being dropped in the middle of kansas city or anything like that uh, so he's gonna do very well uh one of the things that nachito told me was that in their academy the the, the players learn english and italian uh, also that is uh it's a sporting club meaning that they have a basketball team they have a fencing team uh uh swimming uh, all sorts of different sports just like peñarol is, is an institution what you know, what in latin america are called an institution so they uh he comes from a winning culture um santa fe is the capital of santa fe province this is where uh it's the hotbed the breadbasket of uh, footballers in in argentina and uh this is where messi's from and uh you know this kid is just a product of their environment you know nachito was telling me hey when we we're born the first thing that they give us as a gift is a ball in the colors of our team and i say our team because you have no choice you're gonna follow the team that your dad likes and if there's no money for a ball they just they just get a bunch of socks and make a sphere that you need to kick around and we learn to kick before we can walk so this guy comes from a culture of winning already in the radar of uh a national team that really has nothing to envy anybody right. and um he's, he's our he's our player that's that's the the thing that we need to be excited about instead of going after uh bench warmers you know other mls teams or players way past their prime we're getting a 20 year old ready to jump to the to the big time let's let's read some comments here from 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 the the chat here it says thomas dupree good evening what's up my friend Jim D, I am in. Got stuck at the hospital late. Let's go. All right. What's up, my friend? Thank you so much. Lee Wright, first time watching. Let's effing go. That's great. Thank you. And we're about 20 people online right now. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, drop us a like if you're on YouTube, because the more likes we get, the algorithm for YouTube will recommend our, our, our show amongst other ones that are online right now. So the more we get likes... And if you're on Facebook, the way it works is you share, share it to your Facebook, share it to a group. I know there are some groups that delete some posts. You know, they see journalists, they say, Fuchila, hi, I, I, I don't want you. No, uh, but uh, I'm here to inform. We're here to inform. We're here to talk to everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll have you guys online. Maybe I'll send the link if, if you guys want to get on the show. It is your show as well. Orlando Googie Vega it says in Facundo we trust. Yeah, I think he's gonna oh, be yeah. he's gonna be here Wednesday. Yeah, he will be here Wednesday. We'll talk about him in just a second. Jim D, I'm here for some left back news. Got some. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I mean or, the Orlando City defense, and I don't know if, if if David's gonna agree with me, it's been spot on the past two seasons. I mean, yeah, that's one of the reasons in that area. I think it's been one of the reasons why we've actually made the playoffs twice. Um, I, I, I trust in Kyle Smith. I, I have trust in Kyle Smith. I, honestly, I would like to, and this is no, no, no hard feelings or anything. I think Moutinho is a left back that is perfect. If you want to 
if you're if you're at home, right? If you're at home, and and this is what the Peruvian national te- national team does, and I put it in comparison because it's it's they're very similar players. So in Peru, you have a a right back called uh, Advincula, and he goes to the attack. Oh, and he's per- great with crosses and and lobs and associating with the wing, and he, he's great. And also Marcos Lopez, he plays in the Quakes, right? I see Moutinho that way because he has the speed. He has the footwork. Mm-hmm. He has the positioning. He has the long crosses. He he can assist. Kyle Smith, I see more of a 1v1. You're not going to get through, my friend, defender, and I'll do whatever it takes to stop you. Even though I may not be, my crosses may not be as great, even though he does have great crosses and he's had great assists and he's even scored great goals. But I'm just saying, I, I see more Kyle playing away. Mm-hmm. This is just my opinion. Huh? This is this is not Orlando City. This is my opinion. I see Kyle Smith playing more away games and I see Joao Moutinho, if healthy, playing more uh, starting um on, on Orlando City games no, at home at Explorer Stadium. I don't know. I don't know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Rotation needs to be key, and and, and I want everybody that is listening to remember the days when we had eleven good players and a bench that the dropping talent was abysmal, and we rode those eleven horses to the ground. And uh, for for everybody out there, uh, last year the reason why Cal Smith stop being a starter is because technically literally Kyle Smith was beyond the point of exhaustion. He, he physically, he would have gone hurt and his season would have been over. He was completely tired. That's why uh, Emmanuel Mas was such a stopgap uh, signing. The Emmanuel Mas um, come to find out it wasn't really a long-term plan. That's why we just didn't resign him. Uh, I would like to see that. I would like to see uh, a lot of players going on the road and other players go uh, at home because, as we have seen, and we are going to find out this year, first year that we're back to full season, we're going to have Leagues Cup, we're going to have Open Cup, and I believe that at least Open Cup is a winnable is a winnable tournament, and we've been there so close before with less right. talent, so we definitely need to have Fresh legs there, fresh legs in the league. Um, you know, uh, if you look at overseas, especially in the English league, you know, in, in League Two where my team plays Stevenage, 44 games plus three other tournaments, and their and their team is huge. Why? Because you have to have the fresh legs. Not everybody can play over and over and over because it, it would be impossible. So definitely we need that depth. Um, sure. There was a rumor about uh, somebody out of Mexico. Uh, I, somebody sent it to me today. Yeah, but he was a midfielder, it. though. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and then come to find out that, that yeah, it was yeah. not true. So uh, the European window has closed today. Uh, the Argentinian and Brazilian is still open to the late, late February. So I am I'm hopeful that just like Cara came out of nowhere, that that uh, the boys at the front office have some surprises for us, and and the good thing, and and again, you know, uh, I know, like Cleon says, you know, uh, we don't really need a left back unless one gets a long long term injury. Moutinho Smith is more than fine. Personally, I believe that uh, we could look at somebody from the reserves or somebody from from OCB. Um, 
Uh, I think, I mean, there's a lot of talent. There's one thing that Orlando City has and other teams have. We have a great academy. And, I mean, they've invested so much money and time, and these kids are so committed to just the culture of Orlando City. Mm -hmm. You can definitely see it on their social media. Um, they follow me, um, and, and they are very excited every time I post, even anything from the Pride, from, from, from anybody. Like, they, 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 they like it, and they're, they're so committed to the club. And uh, you haven't seen that before, believe it or not. So um, I, I, I think that we should maybe look into that or, you know, if there is just a, a, a prize that is just, you know, kind of like a Manuel Mas type of player that it's going to, you know, you buy him for, for, for something that is affordable, you're not going to break the bank and it's not going to cost us a DP, DP slot and, you know, by all means, right? Uh, but... Uh, otherwise, I honestly, I agree there with Cleon. Thomas Dupree, could anyone from OCV be ready to come in and play minutes as a, as a fullback next season? Well, this is the thing, you know. Um, so there was, there was this post from Kembal Guadalupe, right? He's a center back from uh, a champion. He's a champ, uh, youth, uh, youth, youth mm -hmm. academy. And uh, unfortunately, uh, he 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 made a he made a, a flyer saying that he signed professionally, and then other colleagues um, also you know took took what he said and, and put it on their social media. So me, I I pretty much <laughs> copy him. I took a screenshot of his of his Instagram and, right. and and I put it there, and I did a really nice graphic, and then I, I put it on Twitter. And Lord and behold, he, he took it down and because I'm thinking he's probably going to go to OCB. Like I said, I, I don't know the details. He just took it down for a reason. He maybe, you know, and, and that's okay because players do that. Sometimes players get too excited and I, and I right. understand his excitement because, you know, it is a big deal for a player like him. I mean, when he started, if you see pictures when he started, he was like this thin. Yeah, and, <laughs> and 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 he and here he's, I mean, this is this tells you the level of people that work in the club. Uh, he's a different type of player now. He's sparring with the national team, Peruvian national team now. Mm -hmm. He's he's one v one with those guys sparring, and and not only that, there's only three or four kids from the MLS MLS is next so that we're gonna see in the MLS is next. Diego Diego Toya from the Quakes. We're going to see a, a, a kid also from Atlanta United that's going to be there. Uh, and these are all kids that are formed and they grew up in the United States, you know, and, and, and from the academies. And they're going to probably close to play in a national team in the next three years for the 2026 World Cup. So I think that's something that the MLS needs to be proud of because they're developing players that are definitely going to get there, are definitely going to get there. So, um uh, I want to say hello to Felix Hicano. It says, hello from Raleigh, North Carolina. Can't wait for the season. You guys think Pato will start? And what's the status of Ayotun? Okay. Um, well, what, what, what do you think about Pato? And, and I'll say then the, the thing about sure. Ayotun. Pato, um, again, we discussed this the past two shows. He's an affordable gamble. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Uh, we gambled last year, did not pay it off. I think uh, I I know that he's in great physical condition. He has recovered from his injuries. Uh, he's uh, every time the the team posts uh, anything, he's there. 
and he's in full contact, full speed. So it's going to be an interesting proposition. Uh, pro we'll probably see him start uh, on game day if none of the new additions beat him to that position. Uh, you have to go with your strong hand. Uh, Orlando City doesn't have a good record on opening day. I want to remind everybody we only have won one game, 2017. Everything else has been draws, most of them with 10 men. And the last two opening days have been nil-nil results, which, you know, to me, a nil-nil is like, you know, taking a cold shower in the morning. I mean, it's, it's just not pleasant. It's not good football. So I, I expect Pato to... To be a role player, I think the guy is coming without uh, any uh, illusions that, hey, I'm a, I'm a star or anything like that. So I would like to see him. Uh, again, we have said that the game against Nashville in Orlando uh, gave us a glimpse of what he can do. If the guy gets hot, by all means. But if the guy is uh, hot and cold, we have other tools that we can use. And uh, cause at the end of the day, I'd rather see a mediocre pato on the field than an injured one out of it. Yeah, and um, you know, to address the the thing about your tune, thank you to the 18 people watching live right now. If you're on Facebook, share. If you're on YouTube, you drop us a like and subscribe to the channel. Thank you so much. Um, when it comes to your tune, it's, it's very clear. I mean, he's the only player in the national team, Peruvian national team, without a club. Well, now there's two. One one is being frozen. Well, pretty much they're they're benching him and they're putting him in the reserves, uh, which is Gianluca Lapadula. Uh, he's the striker, the number nine of the national team, Peruvian national team, uh, and he's had uh, an issue with the club owner and and the coach, and they're just putting him away, and they don't want to sell him anywhere. He had a offer from Venezia, which is where where Nani's playing right now, mm -hmm. and uh, they they declined it. You know, it's unfortunate. And now Yotun is the other player that it's underperforming right now. The past, um, the last game that they play against Colombia, he underperformed terribly. Uh, and uh, it's because he's not with a club. He's, you know, he's only training with his peers. So it's not the same level of competition. And so, unfortunately, my opinion, honestly, is I, I think the deadline is done uh, unless you know, he signs for something for an amount of money that he has high expectations salary-wise, in my opinion, from what he was earning in Mexico. So he wants something similar for him and his family. But he has to understand, he's been without a club already for a couple of months. Time is ticking. Uh, or Peru is this close to clinching World Cup. Uh, um, you know, probably directly, or if they beat Ecuador, they pretty much are in halfway in Qatar, in, in Qatar, sorry. And um, but he needs to see what's best. So he's gonna try to, he, he's gonna try to, he's gonna have to find a team that is gonna offer him a salary that's probably not what he expects, but it's but it's something that it's gonna at least provide for his family and not, you know under undervalue him you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and i think the, the mls market will be perfect for him i mean this is where he thrived the most in my opinion um here and in sweden i think it was the the two markets he thrived the most right. uh, there were talks about uh, he had an offer from the same people that wanted galese 
Al Nasser, and uh, that's not that's a, a rumor. Uh, then also there were there was somebody that mistakenly misread my tweet. You know when I when I put my tweet and I put allocation list, it doesn't mean he's going to be in the draft, people. And this is and this goes to the Peruvian media. It doesn't go to to the American media. It goes to the Peruvian media because what they did is they they grabbed my tweet. They did not give me any credit. Thank you so much. And then they went. They copy and paste, they Google translate my tweet, and then they put the MLS draft. And then I had Peruvian journalists busting my phone saying, <laughs> hey, Pineda, hey, Pineda, um, I'm in hour two of the draft, and your tune is not coming out. And I'm like, bro, your tune is not going to come out. He's in the allocation list. But, 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 but. So, you know... In all, in all honesty, that's that's the status with your team. Right now, there's no team. There's no offers. So I would ask any team, honestly. He's a free agent. I mean, I, I will say if Orlando City is watching, honestly, have a discussion with him and, yeah, and, make see an offer. He, and, and make an offer because, I mean, he loved this city. I know for a fact he loved this city. He loved the fans. He loved, he loved living here. His, 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 um, one of his kids was born here. Yeah, he's um, um, he's from Orlando, and so you have to understand. You know, he, he needs to understand too. He he cannot he, he cannot think and and say, "Hey, I'm gonna get paid just in Crucial." The, the the time has taken too long, in my opinion. This is just my personal opinion. This is not like anyone's opinion. It's my opinion. So um, I'm just saying, I I love your tune. I think he's a great player. I think he would give Orlando. He would be a great addition to Orlando City because he could play three positions. He could play a number 10, he could play a six, and he could play a left back. So, I mean, who doesn't want that type of player, right? That versatility of a player, right? I'm just saying, lower your expectations a little bit because I think the, the train has already passed. And you just got to run and catch up, man. Because if not, Peru's going to go to the World Cup and you're going to have no club. No yep. club at all. So that's just my, my observation. Um, let's, um, uh, thank you so much for, to Felix, uh, for bringing that, um, let's, uh, we'll read the rest of the comments. Keep leaving your comments. We're probably going to send the link so people could join as well. If they want to join via audio, if they want to join with their camera on, that's fine. Um, the second, the, the second topic. And I mean, I think we were going to talk about, um, several topics in, in one, but, um, Orlando city latest Araujo. Facundo and preseason games, right? So let's talk yeah. about first Facundo Torres, right? Because that's the picture that yes, that uh, that picture was sent to us by his dad uh, Jorge. Uh, that's an exclusive because I was last week accused that all we do is just repeat things that are on the media. Uh, well, there it is. You know, you if you don't listen to our podcast, you don't watch our podcast, and all you do is just run your mouth on Twitter. Well, no, there you that's go. That's fine, dude. I mean. Yeah, but they'll, uh, they'll, he, they'll, it, they'll come through. Yeah, it's they'll come. So here, the friends, the, no you are seeing a picture sent. This is um, this is from the Uruguayan further uh, the Uruguayan first division. Uh, Facundo Torres has been named the, MVP. the Uruguayan the Uruguayan player of the year. Wow. That's for all leagues. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, Tough so, league to play, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I can't wait to for this kid to be here. He'll be here on Wednesday. 
his family uh, will be joining him on the 17th uh, to visa processing issues. And um, they expect to be here while he, you know, gets his start as a professional in Orlando. So I think that's pretty cool that his family is so committed to, you know, like, like put their life on hold to make sure he's, he's, he's okay. That's probably what, uh, what my wife would do. My wife, uh, it's always on top of our kids things. So I, that, that's pretty neat. Um, Cesar Araujo, like, uh, like, uh, we have a, we have a video actually. Oh, about okay, Cesar Araujo. Let's, 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 let's watch the video. Thank you to, um, Jackie Maynard, everybody, Orlando City Communications, Hannah, Diogo, everybody. That's that's fantastic. We have a video. Thank you to Orlando City Communications uh, for the for the footage. Uh, I will put it on right now, so people can watch right here and play. I mean, look at that. So this he's been training. This is his first training. Yeah, the guy's a classic number six. Right. Look, look and, at that. Um, he was in Mexico, um, sort of vacation, and uh, also waiting for his immigration paperwork to clear. Uh, his family and I believe uh, girlfriend, fiance, will be joining him later, according to his uh, Instagram. So, again, another young guy, uh, first time away from home. Um in another country, different language and everything. But as you can hear, you know, you can hear Spanish. You can hear the, the, the players speaking Spanish. So I expect a smooth transition for him. No, he's a stud, man. Yeah, that kid, that kid. I mean, the way the way he just—I mean, you could hear like how like, his foot—he hits the ball so hard. That's what I'm saying. I—I've I, seen his footage in in Uruguay. I mean, mm -hmm. Uruguay is a very physical league. Like when I'm telling you physical league, like you know, they don't get into blows or anything, but they're a physical league. They—they they, they don't play around. Right. And uh, he's definitely—and again, thank you to Orlando City Communications for the, for the footage. Um, they, they, I think this kid's going to be a stud. I mean, I think our mid, I mean, all the turnovers we had, I think I mentioned in a different, in a different show as well, all the turnovers we had, um, the past two seasons, there was a, a, a pain, you know, especially thank you, you know, dropping the ball to Hani Mukhtar. I think mm -hmm. uh, we pay that, we pay that price heavily. Right? Absolutely. Uh, with Hani Mukhtar. And, um, you know, now we have a guy that is going to tell Hani Mukhtar, hey, man, you cannot pass through here. And then if he needs help, then there's Junior Urso, there's Sebas Mendes, there's Absolutely. Andres Perea. So look at that depth, right? So I think recouping the ball is going to be key. Uh, so and for... I think Orlando City definitely, I think Pareja took a look into that and said, hey, yeah, no, no, no. Bring me, bring me this kid. And I Absolutely. think... Uh, that's a great move. Yes. Uh, so Cesar Cachete Araujo. That's Cachete. That's his uh, nickname uh, from Montevideo Wanderers. Very familiar with uh, Facundo Torres. Obviously, they play against each other all the way from, from the uh, academy level to the reserves to the first division. Uh, you know, 
so they, they know they know each other very well i think they will complement each other as well and uh, i'm super excited about these two guys uh on top of um gaston gonzalez because you know this this is young talent that uh that is already impressing and is coming from great countries uh antonio carlos to move on to another topic uh has not been in orlando he remains in brazil um the information that i have is that he is working on his green card and that's the reason why he has to remain there the process is done through the uh u.s embassy in brasilia that's the capital of brazil for those that don't know and um so that's the reason why he's not here. Uh, I should ex we should be expecting some green cards uh, at this point. Uh, we have a lot of players that have been with us that have proven their worth. And, uh, you know, if we in the past, we did that for Josue Colman. Uh, we did that for Robinho, where we got them green cards, and then we shipped them <laughs> that same year uh, back to their home countries. And they're expensive, by the way, in the last 10 years. So the, I expect uh, I expect Orlando City to to do right by some of the guys. Uh, in, in a way, this this is sort of like a, a great reward for the player because this actually goes beyond uh, beyond football. Because once you have a green card, that's a pathway to citizenship Correct. if you want to. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, I mean his whole family can essentially come here. He can claim mm -hmm. his his parents and can can come here and. You know, it's just, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what the MLS can honestly, not only, not only is the, is, is the cash and the, and the, and, and the salaries that you have here and the structure, which I think uh, a lot of clubs in South America are down the hole because a lot of clubs don't follow any structure, believe it or not. Trust me, the Peruvian league is a freaking mess. It, it, it's, it's a market to tap in because there's a, a lot of raw talent. And, and I'm saying that to, uh, you know, everybody in the scouting team in Orlando City, there's a lot of raw talent, but I mean, the teams there are are, are a mess. Some of them, at least the ones from that are not in Lima. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying, and and unfortunately, it's because they don't follow a structure here. There's very is a lot of a structure, right? And and I think that's why you see these clubs, a lot of the MLS clubs thrive. Right. But uh, I guess uh, we're going to talk about the Orlando City preseason games. I, I guess uh, you, yes. you had some info regarding that. Uh, Absolutely. And first, uh, there's two events that are, are coming up. They're free of charge. Uh, so I, I really encourage everybody to attend. The first one is uh, this is going to be Thursday, February 10th at 7 p.m. This is Pints with Pareja. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a meeting with the, the head honcho, El Profe Pareja, is going to be talking to the fans. I'm really excited about this one because this has not been done in a, for a very long time. And I, and I really want to hear from, from, from him. Uh, hopefully, there will be Q&As uh, of how we plan to the formation for the year, what's uh, the expectations and the goals and the scouting and all that good stuff. Uh, February, uh, Friday, February 11th. Looking forward to this one, 7 p.m. This is Orlando City versus uh, Colorado Rapids. It's going to be open to the public. If you're a season ticket holder, uh, you should have four free tickets per account on your email today. So go check it out. Uh, if, uh, if you're not a season ticket holder or you need more tickets, they're $10 a piece. It's general admission, so you pretty much can see it anywhere you want. Uh, aside from that, uh, we have um, Thursday, February 3rd, 
Uh, we have a preseason match against Minnesota United with Inching. Um, the Saturday, February 5th against Dallas. Wednesday, February 16th. Tom Dwyer is going to come. Oh, you think so? <laughs> we'll see. February 16th. Oh, that's right. Well, he, he that's well. right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Tom Dwyer is going to – hopefully he's, he doesn't do flips. I no, highly no, doubt. He's, he's out. He doesn't have a team. He, Dallas just bought him out. I hope the drought stays. Uh, February 16th uh, against uh, the real – uh, Miami FC of the USL. Oh, the real Miami. Yeah, FC. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta point that out. I gotta, the real uh, Miami yeah. FC. Then we have Friday, February 18th. Uh, I, this is this is back to back. Saturday, Sunday, we have actually scrimmage back to back. The 18th, we have FCC Cincinnati, and the uh, Saturday, the 19th, we have the hated. Tampa Bay Rowdies. A, a match, Rowdies. A match that people were begging this club to open up, but it turns out it's going to be more like a scrimmage uh, these last two games. So it's not your traditional 90 minutes. It's actually they're probably going to do three blocks of uh, 60, uh, and they're going to play their academy. They're going to play a bunch of different things. So uh, trust me, we haven't missed anything. If the football gods love us, this year we'll draw uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies uh in open cup and, and and this fan base can finally get uh what they want which is so, to rekindle this uh rivalry so they're usl runner-ups right they're yes US, yeah i mean that was that was an epic fail believe it or not because i mean tampa that year would have won everything they won the super the game, bowl they won the stanley cup they would have they got into i think the world series too and i think they lost too but honestly they would that would have been like you know, crazy for them, but you know, unfortunately, you know, for them, they 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 choked, right? Um, it's gonna be a great game, right? Uh, the animosity. I remember the USL days. Oh. Uh, the animosity was was deep, was deep, was deep. Yeah. Um, so. I, I don't see them getting a market for soccer. I don't think they're interested in 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 a market for soccer. They right made the attempt to go to MLS back when. Um... Uh, Nashville and Miami got themselves in. Uh, unfortunately, they were not chosen as a city. Uh, I think uh, MLS. I don't think MLS is done with Tampa. They're a, <laughs> they're, a, they're a great market for sports. Uh, to have an MLS team in Tampa, I would say it will be no. glorious for no. a rivalry. You know, I mean, I, I honestly don't see him get an MLS team. I mean, I, honestly, I don't. I, I, I don't. I know for a fact because because of work I have to go to Tampa a lot and I'm mm -hmm. telling you, it's all about the Lightning. They don't even watch soccer. Rowdy's games there are like five people there. They sell tickets. Like I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, but um, since you touched the subject of the preseason, let's let's do our starting eleven, right? Let's sure. see if we can maybe do the starting eleven with these new additions. Um, I don't know if, if you want me to start or, or, or you want to start. Um, no, go ahead. Go, go ahead. So, so, not prepare. <laughs> so, so for me, for me personally, I will see personally, I would like to see. Um, I don't know how I've seen Greenwiz on the videos. I mean, I, I just got the, the communications emails back. So, mm -hmm. but, but what I saw just in a few snippets, uh, mainly on Orlando city, Twitter, and on Facebook, I would like to see Greenwich starting. 
um, just because he's had some cool saves in preseason. And I know Mason is number two, mm-hmm. but I, I would like to see Greenwood because I know if Mason's going to be number two, he's going to get the opportunity to play. Right. And, um, you know, Lord and behold, something may happen. We have Pedro and we have Greenwood and Mason. You don't really feel that much of a. Oh, there's no competition. Right. right. There's no competition. Right. Um, I would like to see. I mean, if, if you're telling me, um, you know, when it comes to the these positions um, here. I would like to see, uh, to be honest with you, it's since it's uh, preseason, obviously, uh, Antonio Carlos is not here. I would right. like to see Williams. Um, I would like to see uh, Williams sure. there. Uh, and then the center backs, I would like to see Williams, and I would like to see Schlegel. Yep, that's what I was going to say right uh, you know, Schlegel, Schlegel is extremely underrated. Uh, the, the guy's a workhorse. Kyle Smith and uh, I guess Juan. Right. Yeah, I will have Ruan here. Um, I mean, you will put Mikey Holiday, but I think he needs to get his gear going. He needs to hit the hit hit, hit the field running more because mm-hmm. he, he's running a lot and he's busting his ass in preseason. And I think he's going to be a key factor for Orlando this year. Uh, I see him in top shape. And Antonio Carlos, too, like with the videos he's put on his social media, he, he he's been training by himself in Brazil. So. Um, he's gonna come on point. So I would like these four out back, and I think you agree as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, um, you know, maybe uh, some people can say, "Oh, well, you know, Juan is a is a starter. Let's bring somebody else." But you know, I just at this point, I mean, we're gonna give out, we're gonna give everybody a chance. But right. Uh, well, I mean, it has to be a mix. I mean, you have to understand. I mean, yeah. these are preseason games. We want to win them, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. I mean, of course. I mean, I know Colorado, for example, Colorado to me. It was this the sleeping beauty. I mean, nobody knew Colorado was going to make it that far in the playoffs. Correct. But, but, but I mean, they did, and they have a competitive team. Absolutely, they do. Even though it's a preseason game, they're not going to go to Orlando and just want to freaking lose. No, um, especially especially in front of our uh, our fans. We, we got to right. do best. If you're going to put the number six right now, Araujo, of course. Yes. I, I, I will put Araujo because you, I, I, you need to see him in the hot seat, like yes. right now. Yes, yes. You need we to see him in the hot dollars. seat. We got to see what we got. That's right. You need to see him in the hot seat. Um, I will, I would, I will put, I will put Pereira. Um, I mean, this is a, what is it? This is a four- a four four one. We're probably four. gonna be playing a four three two one. Yeah. Um but now uh this is critical. Luis Musi said that uh this year we're gonna be playing uh a particular style, and he mentioned that Nathan Dos Santos played that formation in college. If anybody knows what Marshall University played, then that that's the answer. Um so we will we will have to see. I would like Pereira uh, as a number ten. Uh, I I want him as a, a his his classic position up top. Uh, right here, who would you put there? Um, um, I will put there Nathan Dos Santos. To be honest with you. Okay, Dos Santos. Yeah, I, I mean we drafted him. We have we have to see what the guy has. That's right. That's right. Okay. So and you see, this is a perfect balance of. Rookie and 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 uh, the captain of the team is going to be Mauricio Pereira, and then Araujo, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
then at, at wing um i mean here i mean will facundo be there uh, facundo yes, will be there so you gotta put so, the million dollar man personally i will put facundo torres right there because you need to see you need you need to see him in action i think even the administration even 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 the wolves would like to see him play and, and mm -hmm. you know because he's he's the guy right and then right here on the right um i will honestly and and this is you know you guys can disagree you guys can leave your comment uh personally um what i've seen uh i will i will put alexandre pato here okay fair enough uh i mean honestly I mean, I'm doubting myself. No, 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 Pato, no, 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 Put, uh, yeah, that's, oh, that's what I was saying. You can you can put um put uh, Rivera who who has been played. Uh, no, uh, I don't know, if, but I see Rivera more as a number ten, dude. Uh he's a ten and a seven uh, with Puerto Rico. Um, and he we, he was uh, also a winger with uh, and a ten with uh, OCB. Um, I I and I'm biased here. When I say this, because I have seen the kid, I have, I, right? Unfortunately, a lot of Orlando City fans have not been able to see this guy. But can he and, play the wing, the right wing? Yes, yes. With Puerto Rico, okay, he, so he let's just let's just go with your with your guy and just put Rivera there. Yeah. And so, because I would have put underwater, even though he's he's played the right before. Okay. And then and then at nine, I'll put Pato. Believe it or not, because you need to see. How's he recouped? Can he handle the pressure? Is he gonna be scoring? Believe it or not, I would hold off on Erkin Kara for now because we know what I'm sure he's gonna score a lot of goals. But you also want to see uh what Pato is gonna do, right? There's I mean a, there's a question that is important uh on the comments, Cleon. Uh a center back at midfield though. Uh who's a center back? Because those those Santos. Uh, he did play uh, center back, and, and this is the thing, Cleon. Um, based on the the information that we have from uh, from uh, the uh, practice and from from what we've seen so far, um, he may not be playing the center back position uh, as a professional like he did in college. Um, they are they. Are, I have we have seen him playing the midfield, and. Um, as a matter of fact, and unfortunately, uh, Luis, we don't have the interview with Luis Musi where he was talking about Dos Santos, which led me to believe they're really high on the guy. I haven't, I haven't seen them mention anything about Jack Lynn or Nick Taylor, but uh, that's, you know, that's that's basically why we put in there, Cleon. Hopefully that answers your, your question. Right. I, I would have, yeah, I mean... Honestly, to me, I would I would probably put. Uh, I mean, Mendes is in national team duty. Yes. Uh, I would I would probably put uh, Perea. Perea. Right. I, I will go like this. I will go like this and just put Perea here. Now, um, 
I expect them to probably play different players the first 45 and then uh, other players on, uh, on the uh, second half. Because uh, if we're going to put Pato there, you have to have Kara. And there's the man, Eddie Cruz. Eddie. What's up, fellas? How are you? What's up, man? How you doing? Very good, bro. I'm doing good. Good. Good, good. good. I apologize. I'm just on my phone. The computer was lagging last time I tried. So, <laughs> apologize. Well, awesome you, brother. Thank you, man. You got to get a little close up on the mug, but it is what yeah, it man. is. Hey, by the yeah, way, man. we are right now we're looking at uh, our possible starting uh, 11 for the mm. February 11th uh, game against Colorado Rapids. And you can see there on the screen. This, these are our picks for the first 45 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, it's a preseason game. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, who would you take out out of that equation? No, that's that's very possible. I mean, it's it's going to be a heavy rotation. I, I honestly think you might even see more youth. You know, um, like I would probably take out Huan or something, and then Mikey Holiday. Right. Pretty, pretty much it. Maybe Mauricio. I don't know if he starts. Uh, if he does, he he won't play too much. You know. But right. That's, and, it's a, they're all going to get. They're all going to have to play at some point. So, it's just a matter of conjecture. And good good being with you guys. Thanks for having me on. You guys are doing a great job. No, thank you, brother. Hey, uh, Cleon is saying Dos Santos is uh, LCB uh, left back slash left back. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the, this is the controversy that we have. We we placed um, um, Nathan Dos Santos in the in the midfield. Um, uh, I know he was playing uh, in the back in college. Uh, Luis Musi. Has hinted that you know that they're gonna really gonna sign this guy that really high on him is the only mm -hmm. uh player from the draft that they are actually talking about. And mm -hmm. um, but uh, Clean uh leans towards the fact that this guy is 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 basically in the back, you know, he's he's a defender in the back, not in the midfield. Anything to well, add to that? No, I, I mean, I think Cleon's right. He, um, he can a lot of a lot of times these center backs who can play the ball they'll play defensive midfielder you'll see like a marquinhos right he could mm -hmm. play cdm um motinho at one point played midfield and could, could spotlight as a cdm etc or or somewhere along the midfield depending on the formation but he's used as a left back too he's you know he's not a big guy even though he looks a little bigger this this training camp right he's, he's putting yeah, up yeah. right santos is not not a big guy in college he wasn't winning physical battles he, he he likes to read the game, keep it in front, and he can make some tackles. But but uh, they they played they played almost like how we play our center backs, where they were well spaced out. The fullbacks were pretty high, and he had a lot of responsibility, like Jansen, to be on the ball. And um, so the point is, he's good on the ball. So they, I think they value that in center backs, and they value that for the fullbacks. Uh, I right. think I think they like the versatility. I think we might see formation changes. Or mm -hmm. at least some flexibility, and I think that's they've always they've shown they value people who can play multiple positions all the time, you know, Powitz Perea versus Mauricio versus you know whether it's Facundo versus Pato versus Nani, where all of these guys can play different positions, and that's something that they value. So uh, I think I don't know I don't know if he's going to be a left back or well well personally personally center back, center back. yeah personally I think we have a lot of depth in the mid believe it or not I, I don't see yeah, him exactly. playing. Uh, I don't see him playing as a defensive midfielder. I mean, there's so much depth there now. You know, people in the chat were saying, oh, well, why have we have so many, you know, defensive midfielders when the past two seasons we've turned over the ball. One of the most teams has turned over the ball in the Eastern Conference. And then 
you know, when it comes to left back, you know, you see Smith, you see, you know, um, also Moutinho, and then Moutinho's injuries. I mean, it kind of makes sense why you would put a center back uh, that played in in college, uh, play him on the as as a left left back. It has mm-hmm. happened. It happened. It happens in Peru all the time in the in the national team. Typically, you have uh, Callens from NYCFC playing a center back, and now you have Marcos Lopez from the Quakes playing the left back there. But then if he gets injured and the other two left backs are, are pretty bad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the coach is just putting one of the center backs as a left back. So it just it just kind of, in a way, it's not your ideal because in the attack you may lose some speed trying to mm-hmm. go on transition, trying to connect with the winger, with the left winger. You kind of lose a little bit of, uh, of thread. But defensively, I mean, you'll have an opponent, you know, a center back position. He definitely knows how to take care of the ball, how to recoup the ball, how to, how to play with intensity right in the back. So I think it's a no-brainer. So I, 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 could, I could definitely agree with that for sure. I, I argue with that, Luis, and, and the, the, we, don't, we, don't, we have a lack of depth and it's a center back position. Williams yeah. is still unproven. We don't know what to make of him. They still haven't. You know the Cambor Guadalupe thing is still you know a thing. Yeah, and, 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 and Smith, yeah, and Smith is when we already have we play Smith at left back. We're already surrendering offense, anyways. Right. So having 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 Dos Santos at left back is going to be at least he's left footed. You know where Smith Smith is is fair. You know fairly one footed, and, and yeah. he's not going to. He's not going to overlap a ton or anything like that. They don't ask him to. And Oscar and 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 <sighs> Dallas ran a system where one fullback. Where you know the right fullback, you know, um, would be the one that would would be the one that would go up one or the other, not both all the time. So he's done that before, and we saw the same with Kamal Williams. I mean, Kamal Miller here. Yeah, Kamal Miller. yeah absolutely. Yeah. Kamal Miller and, was another left uh, a center back designed for a three at the back, like Dos Santos, or is probably his best position, and he played left back for us for most of the year. Actually, mm-hmm. a lot of sure. people have said that Kara's not up front on the first forty-five. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we could definitely put Erkin Kara there. I mean, for sure. But I'm just saying, we need to, we, we need to see what Panton's gonna do, right? I mean, I mean, you know that you're gonna see Kara and then Tesho. You know, now again, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to yeah, be a doubter. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be a doubter, but I mean. He needs, in my opinion, I, I would like him to start these preseason games, at least mm-hmm. a couple, because uh, we know that Erkin Carl last season scored 14 goals, had oh. like seven assists. And, and, and Pato, honestly, you know, he's a great, phenomenal player. Historic, has won everything. A soccer player wants to win. And, but he needs to, you know, gain the fandom a little bit and, and, and score some goals. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to see what he can do as a, as a center forward. Cause Absolutely. he, he started playing his career as a wing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he played in Milan, you know, and then eventually because of injuries, he transitioned to a center forward. He transitioned to a center forward because he had to, because you don't, you, you, you don't uh, play at the same intensity, you know, when you play the wing, then when you play up front, when you play up front, you're kind of, you know, recouping the ball, pivoting, going into the attack, and one one v one with a keeper goal, right? Yeah. 
And when it comes to the wingers, they have to actually create attacking plays and, and you know and track back. And, track back. and that traction going back and forth for a player that has had several injuries in his career, you know, unfortunately it 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 it, it passes you by and it makes you think, you know, shoot, I have to play a different position. So mm-hmm. I would like to see what he can do because I, I, I have faith in him. I mean I I, I think he's a He's a standout person, and I think he he can definitely, I think he can definitely score some goals. And I think he's been wanting. I think he's been one of the people that's been definitely busting his ass at, at practice. And um, you know, he's he's made a lot of connections with Arkankara and with Van der Water. He's made actually they've been playing together, doing plays yeah. and things like that. So, and I, I have to say. I have to say, Kata has uh, really like gel with the club, man. He just got here. You see the guy putting his arms around each other, and uh, you know it seems like again we get that feel-good story with with our team. Uh, in years past, we had clicks and a lot of animosity, but this guy is like they, you know, it's like they've known each other for years. So I I really like that as a fan because you know when you have that type of dynamic. The Orlando Jago that we had uh, the past two years, we mm-hmm. got really gonna need that one to go and get tough. So yeah, and, and last year Bata was a preseason killed in the preseason, remember? right? He sure so did. It's yeah, not like, yeah. It's not like he he didn't do well in the preseason last year. He yeah, was very excited considering how he played. So hey, look, it, it could be possible. Bata's a guy like you said, Luis, who's not. There hasn't been a, a like a, a traditional center forward. I, I think when he plays center forward, he's going to be more of a false nine, anyways. Drop back. I think the, the if you look at what they've been saying about Urchinkara, that they, he's a guy you could play off of. You could you could you know have someone for Marisha to to play off of and hold the ball up and have his back. They they want they they want Urchinkara to 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 sit to to drop back a little bit too. I think I think that's something that they're they're trying to implement or want uh, want from their strikers this year. And so that lends itself to, to even playing two strikers, you know, having Pato and Kata at times together, depending on the opponent. And uh, yeah, yeah, that'd a be mismatch. Great. I think Pato would be would be XL that role and having a, a target man type or big body like like Urchinkara, that could really be a potent duel and that you could put Fogo on one side and Mauricio's played played wide yeah. before. So I mean you I know we have options. I, I think we have a lot of options now. So I mean that's that's one thing that as a as a as a fan, as a as a journalist that covers the team, honestly, it makes you very excited because you're gonna see, you know, and then you have a coach like Pareja, right? And and he's definitely gonna I mean you can see already how he's motivating the, the players and being in preseason and things like that. So I think it's quite exciting. Uh I know it's not like a Neymar or a, or a Messi or Ronaldo, but people, I mean, I know Nani, Nani right now it's uh in yachts in in venezia you know scoring goals there living life you know that's post nani era now you know i think uh we're gonna be i think we're gonna be fine we're in good hands we're in good hands um let's let's switch a little bit of uh the subjects here not so much orlando city uh just um before we we finish the the show um u.s men's national team what happened can they beat honduras (laughs) <laughs> and and the crazy part, and then I'll 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 give the mic to to Dave and then to to Eddie. Um, these two right here. This is the picture that I honestly was looking for. 
I mean, this right here, believe it or not, this should put an Orlando City logo right here, mm -hmm. right? And and whether you may like them or not, they were part of the homegrown experience of Orlando. And now look at them where they're doing in their national team. I mean, a rocky start from Laren in Besiktas, rocky start, but then now he's a starter nine there. He's uh, He's scoring goals. Canada's unbeaten, a great team, and then Richie Larea surprised everybody. Uh, David, what are your thoughts? Uh, no, absolutely. Win? First Dos of all, a cero. absolutely. First of all, congratulate the Canadians and their team. They football is ugly sometimes, and they just went and they pounded. They were at home. They they told the Americans, you know, make sure that you turn the lights off and take out the garbage on your way out. And, and that's what it takes, man. You know, if this would have been a game against Mexico, people would have been like, well, it was Mexico. They got us this time. But because it's Canada, now people are licking their wounds and, and they're angry. The reality for uh, uh, Canada is, uh, well, 10 years ago, they were getting the crap beat out of by small islands. They stay the course. They send their players to uh, the NCAA um, circuit. Um, they they did MLS, they send their best players to Europe, and these are the payoff. When it comes to Orlando City, I know the situation with Kyle Aaron wasn't the best, how he ended. I think there's a lot of blame to go around for the front office, uh, for the player himself. The player himself took very bad decisions surrounding himself with very problematic people and uh, listened to really bad advice. But again, you know, in my early 20s, I made very bad mistakes. You know, I, uh, I ended up getting divorced. I ended up doing a lot of different things. The difference between me and uh, Kyle Aaron is Kyle Aaron's mistakes are super public, and he has a million people uh, commenting on what he should do and not do. Uh, but I think uh, maybe one day the team and himself can, can come to an agreement that they are part of each other's history. And, uh, you know, that we can celebrate him uh, as being part of uh, somebody that put a brick on the wall for Orlando City without without having to look at him as a problematic individual. After all, he remains the highest scoring player uh, in Orlando City history for MLS or USL. Uh, the same can be said about Richie Larea. Richie Larea, fantastic individual, very great person. Uh, his wife is from Orlando. His kid was born here. Uh, we all know the, fa the, the famous story that uh, JOC told him that he was in an MLS caliber player. He went on to, to, to go to Toronto, uh, got into an MLS final. Right now he is with Nottingham Forest in the championship, certainly a step above MLS. So, in uh, Kamal Miller, who we lost to right. the Kamal Rome. Miller. Three yeah, Lions, so, actually. So we have to be right. proud. I personally, I am proud that these guys uh, wore our colors at one point. You know, we didn't have the proper management, perhaps. Uh, you know, JOC and, and Christ, we can be here a whole night talking about how they were not good for Orlando. But, uh, again, the United States uh, has to close the deal against Honduras. Um, uh, in uh, St. Paul, I believe, is uh, gonna, it's going to be the game. And it's coming up uh, the, later on this week. And they have to close the deal. If not, us that bought those tickets for U.S. versus Panama, 
we may be going to the game of the century for the United States national team because we may be playing for our lives at that point. I am sad to say that it has to come down to this. Um, Eddie, 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 when it comes to the game itself, not so much, you know, they, I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, I mean, this, this, this Canadian team from, from minute one, uh, just pretty much, uh, decimated the United States team in, 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 a, in, in a lot of levels. And I will talk about the U.S. the, the U.S. players in a little bit, but I think this Canadian team deserves definitely a lot of praise. What do you think? Yeah, I didn't. I, I admit I didn't catch the entirety of the game, but what I what I can tell you is that this Canadian team is not scared of the U.S. talent pool. Um, they, the U.S. is very methodical in how they build up at times. I think they play better when more direct. But Gerd Berhalter seems to be wanting to implement a system, and in my opinion, when you have an international team you have a limited time you don't need to implement specific system you need to just work with your players and get the best out of them canada does that they have a lot of speed they have a lot of pace they have a lot of energy and stamina and uh, they, they they just went after us and then they the counter they knew they couldn't catch up with them on counter attacks and they got two clinical finish finishers you know tay johnson europe now mark andy case one of the better midfielders in the yeah. league um, uh, Richie LeRae is in, in Europe now. And Jonathan David's more informed than any U.S. player right now. So for maybe Aronson, right? I mean, Jonathan David's doing more. And, okay, it's not in, in, the, in, the, in the Premier League, but he's had a better year than Pulisic or Reyna and other people. Yeah. Jonathan David had a, a fantastic goal. Laren, that was a great that was a great finish, something he's always been good at. Tejon's trajectory is up, et cetera. So they, they knew they, – they're playing almost out of – they say in Spanish, like in, out of memory. They're, they yeah. they seem to be cohesive and quick. Or U.S. is like kind of deliberate. It's almost like uh, what are we supposed to do? Where are we supposed to be? The only one who's kind of playing free, and it almost seems like it doesn't fit, is McKinney. You know, McKinney's out there. If everyone matched his energy, I think, then it, it would be helpful. But he doesn't seem like he plays within the shape that Greg wants, et cetera. And then with the strikers, you know, with 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 Ferreira um, and uh, Zardes, I mean, there's not that's neither one of those is worth being scared about, you know. You have Jonathan David and Kyle Laren, you're worried about these guys, you know. Even Pepe's not at their level, DK either. So it's you know the, the Canada has nothing to to fear when it comes to U.S. and and they were just more more they were better coached, I thought, and better prepared and. And they're, you know, these are kids who've been playing together for a long time too. Their pool isn't as deep, but Richie and Kyle known each other for for years, and Mark Anthony K and and come all these guys come from similar areas and known each other for for a long time and played together for a long time. And and it, the familiarity is coming through. Greg is rotating a lot and changing this and that, and and it, they just the U.S. does not look like a cohesive cohesive team. And yeah, Honduras. Is eliminated, but so what? Trinidad Tobacco was too. They they knocked us out. And uh, Honduras is Honduras is a team that has pride, energy. Nothing, nothing. I'm sorry for me to say this, but a, a consolation prize knocking the Gringos out is a good consolation prize yeah, to the Honduran man. team. It's to the Honduran team. So if anyone's taking that lightly, they are dumb. And Panama, Panama's Panama's improving, man. It's they U.S. better beat. Honduras, or I think there, it's a the likelihood of pain is is re, you know a real real possibility. Yeah, I mean, let, let me tell you something. Uh, I'm gonna read the words from Greg Berhalter. It says, "This game, I can single anyone out, 
It was an entire team effort that was dominant. It's hard for me to remember a performance away from home this dominant that wasn't getting a result. I honestly don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he was watching. These are the coaches where they they, they care about philosophy over winning. You know, they, what he he thought he, he wanted to implement, they did, and they lost. So the Canadian guy was like, you could – you. You know, they, you've seen coaches talk about this when Mourinho will talk about you, you could have all the ball and, and perception of control, but the team who sometimes sits back and counters, they're, they're actually in control because they're letting you do that stuff, knowing they could counter. So they, they let them do sideways passing till, till they got tired and then just snatched it and then, and then you know, cut their throat, and that was it. You know, when it comes to the U.S. men's national team, I saw a team that was just uh, underperforming in a lot of in a lot of lines, I think McKenney and Adams uh, were the some of the best. Pulisic also trying to, um, you know, make some plays. But then when you have like freaking ten corners and you cannot even score one goal, to me that's incredible. Well, kudos and, uh, to to the goalkeeper of Canada, though. That oh, of course, yeah, yeah, he he was phenomenal. He plays in uh, start, uh in Prague, I think in Prague he plays. Uh, he's uh, the keeper there. Um, and, and honestly, you know, they're more cohesive, just like Eddie said, us was looking like, yes, he Sardis. I don't know if he played the game or not. He should be done. Brendan, I don't want him again. Brendan Aronson, he turned over the ball more than any other player I've ever seen. Uh, he, he had some, you know, dashes of, of greatness, but it, it was, it, it was sad to see in the back line. The two, I mean, usually Robinson, he's he's pretty good, and you know you you've seen him, but it was not his night. It, it was definitely not his night. Same with Richards and Serginho Dest. And this is the thing, the U.S. has a lot of depth, but Serginho Dest is not in a good place in, in in Barcelona. He's not in a good place. You don't don't call him up to play a qualifiers. I mean, don't call him. I mean, I know it's Serginho Dest. Just, but but you, you have to put the player, in my opinion, that isn't the best momentum possible, because believe it or not, I mean, and again, I don't wanna, I mean, the level of Concacaf is subpar, you know, like these teams, like Guatemala, Honduras, they are subpar. I mean, you look at the names here. There's a Chelsea number ten. There's a player in Juventus. There's a player in RB Leipzig. There's a player in Barcelona. You have now you have a, a the keeper from Arsenal. So you know you you have to understand it's it, to me Berhalter should have not started Sardes. Um, he should have maybe changed his formation to something. I didn't see. I see that he was expecting individuality from the players. So sh for them to shine by itself. And then the goals will come, and then no tactics, no tactics at all. Just just wait for things to happen on its own. And unfortunately, in a, when you're playing against a team so cohesive, and you can see, like Canada, it's impossible. I mean, collective collective game is going to beat individuality when it comes to the the sport right now. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, I, I, you, I have not seen a, a a team that can can just by the players alone can win games, aside maybe Manchester City, mm -hmm. uh, P, PSG, 
and maybe I don't know Brazil from 1994. But concerning have. guys is the fact that when we go to if if we make it to the World Cup, we're not playing against Canada. We're playing right. against better teams than that. So what what's the end game? Make the World Cup and end up like in 98 where we score zero goals and we lost every single one of the games. Because if you're going to go just like in that, that meme of uh, Grandpa Simpson walking in, putting his hat, walking <laughs> around, grabbing his hat and go, then then my friends, I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want to go there if, I'm, if that's what's going to happen. Because saying I was at the party, but I wasn't dancing with anybody. I was just holding the wall. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as, hey, I went. I had a great time. You know, I want mm-hmm. I want our nation to be represented by by eleven men that go on that pitch and and they feel the weight of the jersey on them. And um, unfortunately, um, you know, we we got cocky in a way, and uh, you know, in uh, I work fixing medical equipment and um, among engineers there's always this saying tongue tongue in cheek that uh, the high technology in the hands of idiots is useless and uh, it it basically here you have all these players playing in all these European leagues and this that and the other but unfortunately if the manager is not going to implement tactics that are going to impose our will on the on the opponent What's and and it's gonna end up happening is you got a bunch of talented players being left to pick up the trash like <laughs> like the, like uh, if you would have seen uh, the admin for Canada he just he just right. told us this is our house Cause, you know because because um I feel Burhalter believe it or not I mean when he says things like that I think he's putting a lot of the spotlight on the players. And um, he he's the face of the team. He needs he he should be the leader of the team. He's the captain. He should Berhalter should Berhalter should come out and say, you know what, uh, the players that gave their all, but you know this this is my this is my doing. Um, yeah. It's not going to happen again. You know because I'm telling you the perception outside of the United States of this team, and I'm telling you because I cover other other leagues and other countries. Is that this team right here should have been a top, uh, at least winning every single game, because they're in a level, individuality speaking, by each player, team Wea, uh, Pulisic, even Aronson, Adams, McKenney, a lot of the players, sub like miles ahead than a Panama, than than a Honduras, than a Costa Rica. Than even yeah. a Mexico now, in, in in my opinion. So so the perception out there is, why is this team so? Oh, so it makes sense. The MLS, right? Because they're also representing the league here. Mm-hmm. When the, the you know oh the MLS oh of course how oh, look at the MLS, you know that's the perception. Oh, they lost against Canada. Come on, man. You know what I mean? The, the, they lost against Trinidad and Tobago. Come on, man. What, what, what do they play with there? You know so. That's a perception outside the United States. Yeah. Well, Luis, if I could comment on that, if I could comment on that, the perception of losing to Canada is nothing to be ashamed of. Canada will, would, a lot of the people who have that perception, Canada will probably beat their team. Canada's good. They're, and I think they're going to make some, some noise. I don't think they're, I, I think if you going into that game, we were the underdogs, you know, completely. So I don't think that's just old thinking to say Canada's bad. They're not bad. 
And uh, and then just because they have a bunch of players in Europe, because that's the measurement of all South American, Central American, whatever, Latin football. Oh, they're in Europe. They must be good. But it, how many times has some team from South America or Central America exceeded expectations because they play like a unit, they play with pride, they play together, and they weren't chock full of European stars? How many Brazilian teams that were stacked fell flat? Mexico can't get past a round of 16 That's every right. single World Cup. How about Holland who didn't qualify? How about Italy? Do they have players in big leagues? But it's right. not just having players in big leagues. It's having players who know how to play together, having a, a coach they believe in and a system that brings out the strength. So any, anyone who has that perception, that, that's just laziness. In my right, opinion. right. Really got good, good European players. There's more to it than that. The, the right angle, in my opinion, should be they have the pieces. Why aren't they making this work? That, exactly. That, that's, the, that's the right angle, not just because if they're Europe, like why can't they make them be – why can't they make them play cohesively? That, that that's correct that's that's the correct right. spin on it in my opinion i i i agree with you 100 percent. i'm just saying that's 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 what i get from you know what i mean that's the yeah. view i, I oh, get yeah. from 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 colleagues from uh, from other countries and and they yeah. tell me you know why is you know and and believe it or not you know because everybody says you know this team has the potential to at least make it to a quarterfinal in a world cup yeah, it, it, they they so. do i mean they i mean they they do I mean, they're young, and they're gonna just pr progress and progress and progress and, and and go further. But I'm just saying, it's you know, it's not Canada because Canada was a great team. But I'm just saying, let's say Honduras, right? Honduras, I mean, they're gonna play in the United States, right? So I'm assuming that the people are gonna support 100%, right? And and they should. And I think personally, the way they can essentially change you know change people's minds i will i will hate to see the u.s in in playing for a playoff in the qualifiers personally mm -hmm. I, I i honestly I, I think the team is in a higher level in my opinion to play to play for fourth i i i would hate to see that and uh if that's the if that's the fact you know if, if that's going to be the case i would say Sorry, Berhalter, but you know, let's look at other options here, because, I mean, you have a lot of good talent, and there's also talent that it's not even in, in this team playing in the MLS as well, right? So, mm -hmm. um, I, I agree with you on that. I, I just think it's a very narrow-minded way of thinking, in a way. Um, but that's what that's what I get, you know, when when yeah. you see that, right? And, and it's you sucks, get the same people poop on same people poop on MLS, you know, because right. they watched it in 1998 or when exactly. Rafa Marquez right. was mauling people, you know, and not caring. That that's I'm tired of all that stuff to be honest. But the U.S. Yeah. is definitely underachieving. I don't think they're a quarterfinal team. I, I'm too broken from the past to believe and that they get that far. They well, they shouldn't be. They shouldn't be in this this pick. Uh, tough of a situation they, they put themselves mm -hmm. in it uh, and you know they're i mean they should be fine but they yeah the good thing is that the good thing is that mexico and costa rica tied and so now if the u.s wins beats honduras which i think that's what's going to happen mm -hmm. um I, I think things are going to level i think the u.s is going to stay where, where they at right now and then just go from there they you know win every other game after that you know and you know, Team Wea will probably be back. Maybe Daryl will be back, also in shape at that point. So I mean, we'll see. But I think uh, for sure, um, Honduras definitely is an attainable target, in my opinion.
Yeah, yeah. If that'll be Honduras, that's a problem. Yeah. And Honduras is gonna Honduras is gonna bite you on corner kicks. Right. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna step on you. This is gonna be Concacaf like on steroids. Honduras yeah, they got play against to, Colombia. They, got to the they play yeah. against Colombia, right? And uh, they give Colombia some some run for their money, right? And Panama mm-hmm. played with Peru, actually. They play with the B team, and uh, Peru beat them. But you know, you you saw some strands and and some and some highlights uh, within the first and second half that they're a very physical team. They like to high press at high intensity. Um, but then after 35 minutes onwards, they get tired. And I mean, that's, that's what happened in the, in the, in the Peru game, they get tired and then the midfield loses the ball. And then that's when the other team goes in the turnover and attacks. And then that's how Peru scored their goals in the end is by the mid got tired and they were just losing the balls, turn, turnover in the balls too much. Um, I, I would like to think that the U S is going to get to explore yeah already more comfortable just like mm-hmm. uh dave said so let's hope for that no absolutely and uh we are i guess reaching the end uh so i have to uh, i have to bring uh some uh information here this is exclusive of uh loud and proud uh orlando uh this is from from facundo torres uh he will actually be leaving Uruguay Thursday the third at five o'clock. That probably means that he will be getting here late Friday evening morning. So, uh, so if you feel like uh, hanging out at the airport at uh, one o'clock in the morning, well, you are more than welcome to join <laughs> me. Uh, we will have his flight information tomorrow night, most likely. And uh, so if you want to join me at the airport, uh, you know, you don't have anything else going on in your life. <laughs> and you don't feel like yeah. getting your yeah, own. You're going to bring a sleeping bag in your tent. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I tend to be there. Make up for the, or you want to make up for the last time you went to the airport because that didn't work out. Right, exactly. If you feel <laughs> like doing that, uh, we are going to be sharing the information. Um, I know they don't like me, but I, I reach out to the... Um, to the uh, supporter groups online and say, hey, if, if I get the information, I would like for, for uh, you know, for us to get something together to welcome him to Orlando. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But uh, if you um, if you're watching or you're watching later on, please pass the word that uh, if we get that information, we are definitely going to be sharing it. That way, we can uh, you know we can welcome. Uh, probably one of the most incredible players that uh, has ever worn our uh, jersey. And uh, also uh, important information about OCB. Um, as far as attending OCB games at Osceola Heritage Park, uh, we have not been told uh, any information about selling tickets or matches. Uh, this is uh, per uh, the new league, MLX, uh, MLS Next. So be on the lookout for that. Um, OCB will kick off in less than two months' time. This is per Austin David, our friend Austin David. And uh, lastly, the OCB roster will be up to 35 players, including 24 pro players and up to 11 amateur players, all of whom are, uh, are eligible for selection on game days. Each club will begin with seven international roster spots, and I said that they may, be tra- they may trade between teams. 
So that's uh, that's for all you guys that have been talking about uh, or in the expectation of OCB. I see Jesus Gamundi. Any rumors on uh, uh, Jesus Angulo? Uh, it's it's yeah, all it's it a done deal. It's it not coming. Smoke. It's smoke. smoke. That's it. Sorry, my friend. I, yeah. I was looking forward to that. Yeah, I want to say something about OCB. They expect it to be just really young players. You know, everyone's like, all the players they cut, they're going to bring back. It's going to be mostly just really young players. They're going to give shot to. It's yeah. not. So I, I wouldn't expect a lot of results from them, but it'll be some young players. I just want to see some fun games. <laughs> so, hey, Eddie, before we go, because uh, uh, obviously uh, we did not get a chance to introduce you. You just popped out. I, I would like for you yeah, to, sorry, to talk to the audience. Uh, mm -hmm. throughout your social media, your podcast. And I have to say, uh, I am in eternal debt to uh, Orlando Lions then because you guys uh, gave me a shot that has turned out to be a curse for a lot of people because they get to hear mm -hmm. me uh, in two podcasts and I vlog now. But uh, anyways, go ahead, Eddie. No, hey, um, yeah, well, thanks again for having me on. I like what you guys are doing. Keep it up. The more content the fans get uh, the better there's all kinds of voices and perspectives out there and you know no one's is, is so better than others but then no one should be quiet either in my opinion people should if you feel like having a outlet to talk then talk you know and people listen then right that's the verdict right if people tune in that's the verdict let people decide that and so so that's why we, we you know we've had we've had you we've had other people on right david just we we, we feel like no one at the land alliance then we, we're not Something special. We're just fans like everyone else. So why won't we let other fans on too, right? That, that was okay. the idea of it. So when we started Orlando Lions Dan, JJ and I, um, that that was the idea. Um, so th thanks for supporting that. And you got you at Orlando Lions Dan. I'm uh, at Eddie the Commission. I'm here just to have good conversations about the team, support, and you know hold each other accountable. But but find ways to to come together as a as a fan group and a community. And and that's this. Let's get over some of the nonsense in the past, and then just uh, focus on supporting the club and, and 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 winning. You know, supporting the club as best we can, and as united as possible. And all the stuff we look at, the stuff we've been complaining about, they're not spending. They spent. You know, the so that's right. Just, you know, I you got to give that's... them credit. Yeah, if they say yeah, we're not supporting because you're not spending, then they spent. So let's support. And uh, there's still things they got to work on. Fan engagement uh game game experience and all that stuff but they seem like they're listening and it's just we hold them accountable to it and move forward and the way we do that is by being unified so let's stay unified give people let's show some grace to each other and because we all love the, the this you know just like family you should give your family a little grace we're all supporters of the same club so let's give each other a little grace show some love and and vamos Orlando. amen all right, Eddie. Thank you so much for being uh, at the show, man. Appreciate it. You Take care, guys. Take care. All right, my friend. So I want to thank. Uh, we're still twenty people solid. So thank you so much to everybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning to the end. So thank you, thank guys. you. Thank you. Keep. Uh, we're at uh, LPO Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook as uh, Latin Proud Orlando on YouTube. You subscribe to the channel, click on the notification bell so you can get all the notifications. We're also in audio form. Uh, this episode will be in audio form. If you're listening to us in the audio form, if you missed the show, we're going to be there in audio form on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. 
Uh, I want to thank Orlando City Communications for the footage, for some of the pictures and stuff like that. Uh, Jackie, Rob, everybody there, Hannah, everybody. Thank you so much. Um, also, uh, um, if you like to, if you would like to, Loud and Proud Orlando started as a project, and I'm just going to, after that, we're going to close. Started as a project just to be a show one day a week, 8.30, you know, just like wrestling, right? Uh, Saturdays at 6.30, you know, there was old-time wrestling. Uh, LPL was going to be like that. But now we're expanding, and and uh, I, I would like to maybe bring in some people over. Uh, maybe if you are a freelance photographer and you want to be able to, you know, take some pictures uh, for Orlando Pride, OCB, maybe Orlando City, contact me on my Instagram or my Twitter. Here's my handle, at Pineda underscore ORL. If you are a freelance writer and you want to be able to get your portfolio going and you want to write about the team and you want to maybe go to the games at the press box with me, uh, you know, we're going to be covering OCB, Orlando Pride, Orlando City. Uh, contact me as well. Uh, my email right there, at Pineda underscore ORL. We're going to make this Loud and Proud grow a little bit more. We're going to get a website going, maybe a WordPress website. We're going to, I'm going to see. I'm, I'm right now doing all of that behind the scenes. But we're going to offer you the best content possible for to represent the city of Orlando and represent Orlando City in a high manner and Orlando Pride and OCB. Because, you know, again, we love this city and, and we love Absolutely. the team. And so we're going to do our utmost um, to do and so. Go ahead, Dave. No, no. Before we go, uh, we would like to uh, let everybody know if you have questions, show, uh, show topic ideas, anything, please. Yeah. Tweet us. You see there at the bottom of the screen uh, our uh, Twitter handle. Uh, the show's for you guys. You know, it's not for us to like pretend that we know everything. Uh, please, uh, you know, get in contact with us. Also, uh, we want to do something. Uh, an idea that we, I was toying with is throughout the week I'll be saving what I consider <laughs> is the funniest, quirkiest uh, uh, tweet of Orlando City or OC Twitter. So we're gonna be we're gonna be showcasing that. So please uh, get your thumbs out there. And uh, before we go, uh, I would like to plug in uh, my uh, blog, the legendary David. Uh, obviously, uh, these events that we're gonna be having, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be covering that in my blog, giving my opinions and all that. And uh, through the Esquina podcast in Spanish, if you know of anybody that that would like to enjoy that content, please. Uh, I think uh, this week. Uh, I, I have two great conversations uh, plus an episode uh, that I'm very proud of. And, uh, you know, if you know somebody that would like to consume in Spanish, uh, there's, there it is. Yeah, well, thank you to everybody, uh, to Edward, uh, Washington, Victor, Jesus Amundi, everybody, uh, Cleon, Toland, Coca, Thomas, everybody that commented, and uh, Joshua, Jim D., um everybody everybody thank you so much for your support uh keep supporting the show the more we grow i think the better content we're gonna we're gonna do and this is like i said for the city of beautiful right this is what it says in our in our bio too for the city of beautiful um not well, just Orlando question. city. well last question there uh eddie g guys do you feel eric and care is going to be the starting striker Absolutely, you don't pay that yeah, much money. Sure, yeah. sure. He's 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 gonna be the starting striker for sure. Uh, I think he should. 14, 14 goals in the Austrian 
Bundesliga. It's, it's highlight real. Oof. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely. 100%. But thank you guys for your support. And then we'll see you guys next Monday at 8.30, like always. And vamos Orlando. Vamos Orlando. Let's go.